The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. On today's episode of UFC Unfiltered, Jimmy Norton out of town, Jamie English in studio. Say hi, Jamie. Hello, people. I wish you would have said hi, Jamie. It just flows so nice. <laughs> and then we, we got Dustin Poirier calling in, who's headlining this weekend on, on Big Fox versus Eddie Alvarez. Amazing rematch. I cannot wait to see that. Also, the great and powerful Jeremy Stevens is calling in. He's co-main eventing versus Aldo. I'm so excited going to be a phenomenal show it's going to kick off jaws are dropped throughout this arena nobody is sitting down chasing that finish elbows raining down oh! on the button are you kidding me oh he heard him again he's out this is ufc unfiltered and now your hosts jim norton and matt sarah Wrong, wrong, Jimmy is gone forever, it's the Matt Sarah Show, the Matt Sarah Show, I'm going to talk in the third person. Matt Sarah, I'm sorry, I'm, in it. I'm sorry to cut you off, but we do have Jeremy Stevens calling right now, do- I'm sorry, but he's what? calling right now. We got a call right now, Jamie English is with me instead of Jamie, Jamie, Jamie you got me all fucked up. Hello. <laughs> Say hello. Jeremy Stevens, how are you, buddy? It's Matt Sarah and uh, Jamie English. How's it going, mate? What's going on? Yeah, Jimmy is off somewhere, man. I don't know. I literally just jumped in the studio. I'm still sweating from running from the not I don't run from the subway, but I kinda gotta I was late, Jeremy, to be honest with you. You uh pulling the Batman saving the world again, Matt? I saw your oh. video. <laughs> That's very good. <coughs> Jeremy vigilante. Jeremy, do you do you believe that shit? I was having a quiet uh night with the family and, and that <laughs> drunk made us go viral. But it is good for jujitsu, isn't it, Jeremy? Yeah, I mean, I, I think there need to be more people like you out there on, on the stage saving think, the world. You know what it is? I think everybody's afraid of uh, getting charges pressed against them. That's what it is. That's why the second we hit the floor, it was my sister who filmed that, Jeremy. I go, I go, yo, film this so they don't think I'm beating the shit out of this guy. But uh, <laughs> That's enough. awesome. You're going to look at that video when you're 80 and, and just be oh. laughing. Oh, man. My kids were there, too, so... At least they got to see the effectiveness of, of the martial arts, and I didn't have to scar them by, by bloodying that guy. But speaking of bloodying people, Jeremy, which you're very good at with a, a, a three-white fight winning streak. That was a beautiful segue if I didn't stutter, by the that way. Was good, yeah. was good. <laughs> uh, I'm excited for you for this weekend, man, fighting a legend, uh, Jose Aldo. This is, this is wild, man. How do you feel? Man, I feel great. You know, like, like you said, you know, it's going to be another legend, uh, former champion mounted on my wall. 
You know, I'm, I'm, I'm building a trophy system of uh, legends and former champs, so uh, this fight's no, no different. You know, styles make fights, and, and, and this is, I mean, I, I mean, people say it all the time, like, I can't see this going five rounds. Uh, wait, this is a co-main, I'm sorry. Three rounds. This is going to be, I just look at this as like a, oh, man, it's so, there's good fights on here, too, by the way. I'm looking at the whole card right now, but this is potential freaking fight of the night for sure. Jamie English, what do you think? Um, yeah, I'm very much <laughs> excited because, like, these gentlemen don't come around too often like they've both been in the UFC for a long long time and they and both they don't fought, play it safe no no and they fought everybody like if you look at who who's on both guys resumes it's not a fight that you can you can just be like oh you know this is going to be interesting no it's going to be electric yeah. I think and know? Jeremy you're a different fighter obviously than um uh, Max Holloway but did you take anything away from those fights you know because I mean he gave I obviously he gave Jose although hell one of the few guys to be able to do that like I say, man, you know, Con- Connor took his head, and, you know, Max Max took his heart. You know, Max Max broke him. He made him fold twice. Uh, he, he knocked him down. If he thinks Max hits hard, you know, wait till he gets in there with me. Uh, I'm I'm a different breed, man. I have I have an appetite. I have a hunger and a, and a huge appetite for for finishing people. And the way I finish is, is you know, you're you're, you're laying still, and they got to take an extra longer break on uh, the Fox Sports. So you know, th- you know, come Saturday night, it's gonna gonna be no different. Uh, I'm going after it. You know, this is a, this is a great spot for me to solidify my my uh, spot <clears throat> here in the featherweight division, and, and let alone just in this, one of the baddest uh, men in the uh, the business in the UFC for a long time. Now, now, Jeremy, I found something very interesting. I was reading over my notes here, and it's something um, from his coach, uh, Jose Aldo's longtime coach, uh, Andre Pettidaris. Yeah. Uh, could you read that for me, Chris, the producer, and actually read it for the audience and for Jeremy Stevens? Please. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Andre Pettidaris had this to say about uh, Jose's training. He said, I think in the Holloway fights, Aldo just trained too much boxing. He was so focused on the boxing that he forgot about some of his best strikes. Now he's back to doing Muay Thai and training more kicks. So, yes, I think you'll see a lot more kicks in this fight, meaning against you. Yeah. So. Now, I'm confused. Now, like, like, do you think – how come he didn't do that between the first and second fight with, all, with, um, with Holloway? Yeah, that was only a six-month window. Right. You know, you have plenty of time to make that adjustment. Mm. So I wonder why that's the case. What do you think about that, that, that statement, Jeremy? It's not really a shit-talking thing. It's just – it's kind of odd for me. I think it's kind of odd. But what do you think? Uh, you know, uh, hey man, I got leg kicks too, bro. You know, I, <laughs> I've uh, I've knocked people down with my leg kicks. You know, we we expect uh, I expect Jose Aldo to show up the best ever. I I, I expect yeah. him to to be at his best, and that's exactly what I want. I want the fans to see me at my best and, and go out there and give one hundred ten percent. You know, and if you if if you want to trade kick for kick, power for power you're going to be sleeping. I can guarantee you that, you know, and that's, that's a, that's a, that's a nightmare move to, to try to do that with me. You know, Aldo's he's been around, he's, he's seen it all, but he's never been in there with a guy with an appetite, a hunger to finish you and put you out. And, and, and I can, you know, um, of course he's going to throw leg kicks. We, you know, we expect that. Do I specifically train for that? It's like, what, you don't think I've ever been kicked in my leg before? You know, good luck. I'm going to snap your head back. I'm going to check it. I'm going to evade. Yes. You know, there's, there's ways around that, you know. And, and you know what? I'll let him kick my leg for 14 minutes, and all I need is one minute just so I can let you feel the pain that, 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 I, that I'm feeling. You know, the, all the struggle, all the ups and downs of, of my career is going to lead to this moment, and I'm going to be victorious come Saturday night. Everything seems now – see, different fighters, some of it comes – earlier others use their experience and then next thing you know they they're like the best version of themselves right now it's like the best version of you and you've had great fights in the past but what what's been clicking for you lately what is 
why i'm not going to say it changed but the everything from the confidence to the performance everything from the way you walk into the cage what is what what's what finally not finally but what what's making everything go so right for you lately jeremy uh really the truth about about that is is just you know there there's always a time where you know i was 70 percent you know with alliance and 30 percent out where you know i was uh around other coaches that i was getting uh drawn to and and you know that was my fault. I was allowing yeah. myself to go with these other coaches and and kind of get get sidetracked of 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 the, of the game plan. Uh, me and Eric has always seen eye to eye. After my my fight with uh, Moicano, I, I went back to him. I hashed everything out. I got fully on board, and I just allowed myself to to let go. You know, allow Eric just to to guide me, push me, and uh, just just have the only one head coach who's yes. who's really pushing me. And when me and Eric are together, I mean, you look at it. These are lightning bolt performances that that I'm that I'm doing, you know. And that's just me allowing uh, one head coach, uh, who I feel like is one of the best uh, head coaches in the game. He's he's uh, he, you know, like I like I tell people, you know, when we play Mortal Kombat, his favorite player <laughs> is Jeremy Stevens, and he knows my strengths, he knows my weaknesses, and he knows how to guide me in for the win. And I've been I've been allowing this to happen, and it's literally like after my fights, like I go and thank him because I'm like, dude, you guided me. Like when I go into those second rounds, he literally told me everything that I needed to do to go win the fight. And within that second round, I already had the guy figured it out and plastered him on the canvas. And I'm just like, Eric, like I cannot believe this, dude. Like, and that's that's truly what it is, and it's just getting better. Isn't it funny? And you've been in the game a while, and this is something I really can relate to. Is how how people come out of the woodwork when you start doing well and knocking somebody out. And then, like you said, you're saying like you were with 70% with Alliance and 30% kind of, you know, maybe either listening to somebody else or going somewhere else. Because the grass is always greener sometimes. You're like, oh, man, this guy's coming at me with with this idea and how to do Maybe you should try this and put a snorkel on and run up a hill. and You know what I mean? Instead of listening to the people that either got you there or, or who, who really, truly care about you and tr- and, and that you trust. Like people do come out of the woodwork. I remember when I got a t- the title shot. I had some, and Ray's always been my striking trainer, you know. And uh, I remember some guy came. Some guys I knew. This one guy in particular, like, listen, you work with me. I have this thing called broken rhythm, and if you work with me for this, now imagine I would have worked with this asshole, and then I end up doing what I did, and this guy takes the credit instead of Longo. You know what I mean? It's just so fucking crazy, yeah. man. It, I mean, the chemistry. Yeah, you're, you're right, right, Jeremy. Like the chemistry, like in the corner and with your coaches. Is as important as as anything with the training. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel. Yep. I, feel I also feel. Um, you know, you can tell me what you think, Jeremy. But I also feel like there's kind of a compound interest because you've you've been in the game. So I mean, you've got 42. Prefer- I mean, there's not many people who have that kind of level of experience and time in the game. And I feel like it does a couple of things for people that either breaks people, like in the sense of like they lose their motivation after being there for so long. And it's very hard to keep that kind of high-level competitive mindset. Or in what definitely appears to be your case, it strengthens your resolve. And if you ever have any losses, it can actually make you stronger, better. And then you come back each time just that little bit better till you find yourself standing in front of somebody like Aldo. And then you have the, the mindset and clearly the confidence that you have, which is to be, listen, you know, I want the very best version of Aldo. And why not, right? I mean, he's only been beaten by two people in 10 years. That is and, true. And, Holy shit. You know, and so it's like <laughs> people can sleep on that. And then when he did get beat pretty catastrophically, by um, McGregor, he come back and outperformed uh, Frankie Edgar, who's no joke. 
Of course. Um, and so you're fighting that guy with that kind of confidence. And you do need that kind of confidence. So I feel like it could be that sense of compound interest where like you've had all this experience and instead of it undoing some kind of mentality, it's actually reinforced that um, confidence that you have in there and therefore you are having these kind of performances. I think it's a mixture of what you've said, like your coaches, but then also just because you have so much positive experience behind you. I fucking yeah, agree with they, that. You, you said it. You said it best right there. You know, there's a, there's been, you know, I've, I've, I've failed so many times, you know, it's like, it's like Michael Jordan. Like he's, he's, he's failed and missed more shots than, than, than he made, you know, Babe Ruth, you know, struck out more times than, than he hit home runs. And only people only remember kind of like Matt was saying, like everybody wants to remember just, just the good times and be there. You know, I've, I've had to, I've had to deal with so much pain, adversity, suffering, and really kind of question myself. But I, I picked myself up during that pain, and on the other side of that pain was everything that I ever wanted. I hashed a lot of things out. I got my mind right. I got cleared mentally, uh, and then I, I, I just went to work. I started, you know, every performance, win or lose, you know, Jeremy Stevens like, man, what, what, what is he going to do next? Like, how is he going to come back? And I come back, and I keep getting better and better and better. And you know, Saturday night it's going to be no difference. I feel like I've still yet to give my best performance or, you know, one sick hell of a fight inside the octagon just because really no one can really match me when, when it starts really biting down. Aldo's a, a great opponent for to bring out the best in me, and I expect nothing less, and I'm going to go out there and give 110%. Now, just recently, Dana said you were blowing up his phone when uh, when Holloway, actually, Max Holloway, the champ, uh, something happened with him and he couldn't fight uh, Team Money. T-Money, T-City, I'm sorry, yeah. <laughs> Brian Ortega. Um, and you were jumping at that chance to to take that fight. And that's funny because that's a totally, well, yes, that's a, a way different style than than, than Jose Aldo. Uh, you were just in shape and you wanted to, you figured that'd be like um, uh, just get to the head of the line type of thing. What, what was that up with that, Jeremy? No, I mean, if you look at it, you know, Jose's lost the championship twice. Who's the next guy who's on the win streak? Yeah. That's me. You know, the UFC told me to stay ready that, you know, if anything was to happen to these guys, that I was the next in line and that I was deserving. They actually told me that. Uh, that was cool. You know, I actually stayed. I'm, you know, I'm, I had a, I had a matchup. You know, I'm, I was fighting just two, three weeks later. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm within ballpark, you know, and, uh, you know, coming into that week, I, I thought they were going to go and uh, fight. And I was actually interested in, in, in watching that fight. And uh, things happened. They actually called me up. It wasn't like I was just, you know, yeah. blowing up Dana. Uh, you know, after they had told me no, you know, I'm I'm reaching out to Dana like, you know, you know, this this kid's ducking me, dude. Like, yeah. you, you know, like you need to give you need to give me this kid. I'll I'll go to I'll go to L. A. Which is uh, uh, next week, and I'll fight him there at, at his mom's house. You know, like <laughs> let's 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 go. You know, let's let's make this happen. You know, and uh, nothing ever came of it. I, f I figured they're just trying to figure out what's up with uh, Max. And, uh, you know, my, my, my goal right now is, uh, is, uh, Jose, you know, yeah. and if I go in there and I have that dominant performance, like I know I can, you know, then I'm truly undeniable. And, you know, I, I beat the guy who beat Frankie, who that then Ortega, you know, we could possibly pass him up if Max heals up and, and fight, you know, there's, there's, there's plenty of matchups out there, you know, and, and, uh, you know, that this is what we sign contracts for, Matt. You know, they don't, they don't make them like us anymore, bro. It's like, <laughs> what do we sign contracts for? It's, it's, it's to fight. So I don't know what this kid's bitching, complaining about. It's like, dude, that was your best chance to beat me when I had to dehydrate myself. And my coach was, was uh, in a hospital. You know, he, he wasn't doing good. He had a bad sinus infection. He, was, uh, he wasn't even going to be able to make it. You know, so 
there's a lot of things going on, and that that was his best chance, you know. And and you know what, he 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 sat on the sidelines, you know. It just shows the type of character that he is. Uh, he can say whatever he wants, but you know, to me, that's that's bitch made stuff. Well, that's shots fired. Sorry, you threw that in at the end. It got me by surprise. Um, I can see two. I can see both. Uh, both points of view on that. Like, I hear you, man. I signed a contract and whatever it is, I'm there to fight. And then I looked at it, you know, you look at it through Ortega's eyes and I think he, more than once, he stepped in to save the show. So I, I don't, you almost like, yo, I don't want to be like that guy. Like, you did it once here, then you did it for Frankie. And then it's like, yo, with the company, you don't want to be like, hey, man, like, don't treat me like, what is that, Janet Jackson song? Like, what have you done for, for me, me lately? lately? Is that a Janet Jackson song? <laughs> yeah, Holy is, shit, yeah. I showed my age and how bad I am with fucking music. <laughs> but uh, you know what I mean? So I, I I see both sides of that, you know. But it does set up. You take you take care of business. I can't wait for this fight with him and Aldo this Sunday. Okay, I really right, can't. Right, yeah. Dude, if I was psyched before after talking to you, I'm fucking super psyched now. This Saturday in, uh, in Calgary, right? <laughs> yeah, Canada. Canada? Yeah. Um, sure. What are you flying? What, are you there now? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, I've been uh, here since Monday. You're settling in. What do you like to do uh, during the week, Jeremy? Do you like to just, are you, how do you like keep your foot off the gas and mentally? And how do you try to stay chill during the week? Or are you just like a race car in the fucking red? Uh, you know what? Um, you know, I, I, I do what I came here to do. <clears throat> I cut weight, uh, I handle all my media obligations, and I have fun. I, I treat it like just like I'm hanging out. You know, I, I listen to music, I'm, I'm watching movies. You know, I'm, 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 I'm enjoying myself, you know, because this is the present moment. You know, the past yeah. doesn't matter. The future doesn't matter. I'm really just embracing the moment. Like, you know, a, a kid being here in the UFC for the first time, uh, looking around Calgary, you know, for the first time. So I really just embrace it, embrace the fans and, and embrace all the media obligations that I got to do. Sitting here talking to you guys, it, it, it feels like I'm clowning around at home. So uh, <laughs> it's fun to me, man, you know, because I only have a few more years left in this sport and yeah. then you know i'm gonna be looking back like man i wish i was just cutting weight right now so uh i take it for what it is and i just enjoy the moment that's the, man that's a, that is a great that's a i love what you just said there man because some guys are just so caught up in everything and then when everything is gone like it took me in my 30s to really start enjoying walking out to that cage believe it or not it really yeah. did i think my gsp fight i was smiling the most it's like you enjoy because <laughs> you know you know it's not going to be around you're not going to be doing this how many years from now. But listen, I'm yep. glad you're embracing the moment. And I cannot wait for you in this co-main event this weekend. On the, It's the Fox main card this weekend from Calgary. What time does that start, Chris the Producer? 8 p.m. Eastern on Big Fox. Man, hey, listen, all our best, Jeremy, man. We love watching you, dude. Good luck, mate. Thanks, Matt. I appreciate you guys. You all guys right, have man. a good one. Awesome, dude. Catch up with you soon, dude. Thank you. Yes, sir. Enjoy the fight. Thank you, brother. Jeez. All right, man. The great Jeremy Stevens. Man, I listen. I I like. I just I, the more I talk to this guy, the more I like him. You know, I liked him from watching his fights, but I never really knew him. He's right. done on a show a, a few times, and I really like the guy, man. I do. Yeah, I like him. He's like an old. He's a new breed guy, but like an old school soul with the fighting what, i know exactly you know what, what i mean, mean. Yeah. you know what i mean i do support for ufc unfiltered comes from our friends over at rocket mortgage by quicken loans america's premier home purchase lender let's talk about buying a home it is an extremely stressful but important purchase and it's one of the biggest events of your life but today's fluctuating interest rates can leave you with unexpected higher payments which can turn a great experience into an anxious one that's why quicken loans created their exclusive power buying process here's how it works they check your income, assets, credit, 
They give you a verified approval. This gives you the strength of a cash buyer, making your offer more attractive to sellers. Once verified, you qualify for their exclusive rate shield approval. They're going to lock your interest rate up for 90 days while you shop for your new home. Then once you've found it, if interest rates have gone up, your rate stays the same. But if rates have gone down... Here's the beauty. You get to keep the lower rate. Either way, you win. It's the kind of thinking you'd expect from America's largest mortgage lender. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com slash unfiltered rate shield approval. Only valid on certain 30-day purchase transactions. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply based on Quicken Loans data in comparison to public data records. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org. Number 3030. After a stressful game, it's only natural to need some well-deserved rest. Upgrade your current sleep situation because Mattress Firm is offering the best bed deal of the year. Get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price for savings of up to 700 bucks. Plus, take home a free adjustable base up to a $699 value. That's $699 for free. You'll only find these deals during Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale. So don't miss your chance to start sleeping like a pro. Shop now at mattressfirm.com slash sale. There's nothing worse than being uncomfortable in bed. It's, it's horrible. You're not rested the next day. You suck at work. Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale is offering the best bed deal of the year. Save up to $700 when you get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price plus... Take home a free adjustable base that's up to a $699 value free. Visit mattressfirm.com slash sale for more details. What up, everybody? This is CJ McCollum from the Portland Trailblazers. And here's a little taste of what we talked about on this week's Pull Up podcast. Very special mini post-Game 7 episode of Pull Up. An epic Game 7 in Denver. 37 points back-to-back essentially closeout buckets. Why were you so successful last night? I think it just really came down to my demeanor and mindset. Empty the clip, leave nothing out there. I wanted to say I did everything in my power and I left all my bullets out there on the court and didn't bring anything home. How do you shift to a completely new animal, an absolute monster in the Warriors? In the playoffs, it just comes down to X's and O's and execution more so than anything else. The Warriors aren't going to run a lot of plays. They're going to run a lot of misdirection out of timeouts and late clock situations. But most of it's going to be mid-pick and roll. It's going to be pin downs and flares and things of that nature for Clay and Steph in a lot of transitions. So you have to guard the three-point line, get back in transition, and make it as difficult as possible on them. Don't forget to pull up. Subscribe and listen every week on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows. Jamie, I got it. I, didn't, I literally walked in and we started this show and I didn't even say that you were here. But people know now because they've been listening. Yeah. Did I say you were here? You did, actually. All right. You threw it out there. I was going like to sing a song. I was, gonna, I was singing a song about... Why did I sing a song when we started this fucking Yeah, you thing? sing a lot on the show now. I, was, I do sing now, and <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm kind of torn on, on, on that. This could I, be a sneaky career move. From yeah, it so. could yeah, be exactly. a midlife crisis. Listen, we're not going to split hairs. I've had a few of those myself. <laughs> but uh, let me tell you something, Jamie. I was going to sing a song that it's it's my show, and I was saying I'm in the third person. It's the Matt Serra show. And like I, I was going to say, since I became in the Hall of Fame, I'm an asshole when I talk in the third person. Oh, is that for the Hall of Fame? Yeah, it was right. Nah, dude, don't do it. First of all, it's been old, so we don't have to keep uh, making applause every time. I get, oh, oh. For the Hall of Fame, Chris? Yeah. Why yeah. do you keep, why on, do you keep pressing that when we good. talk about the Hall It's old news already. It's old no, it's news. Yeah. It's old news. But, you know, it is uh, 
It is a major accomplishment. Listen, <laughs> what I did so, like yeah, so, like so I don't I don't know where Jimmy is. I really don't. Really? Man, I mean, I'm not going to track him down there. The show's going on. Hasn't he got one of those ankle bracelets that you can keep? <laughs> he should probably. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm getting just, sick. Just saying. That's I really what I think heard. I'm getting sick, dude. I feel something coming on. Oh, really? Yeah, you're going to walk out of here with some kind of disease. But um, <clears throat> what was I going to say? I was running. Oh, so last night I was with the guys. <laughs> At I saw that, yeah. Eddie's Pizza. With the love. That's our spot, man. In New yeah, Park, we meet up over there. The guys came to, went to my training oh. at uh, at the Sarah uh, J in L Town. And know what's kind of fucked up is that uh, this is like an old school place. It's like a it's like a bar, and then attached to it is the uh, is that little like restaurant part where we hang out. Yeah, Wait, all, all of those that. guys trained with like the whole crew trained at that night. Yeah. Uh, no, they a lot of some of them met. Well, Marab Aljo. Uh, not Vel- was Volante training? No, no. Uh, Wyman was training. No, we had a bunch of that's them. Good, and then the other crew, guys yeah. came from from Law over isn't, at Wyman's isn't that place. The place we went to after your fight with George. Didn't you take me and Joe uh, there? No, oh, I never okay. took you to Eddie's. We had that, we but had I will. The, the meal. Oh, I fucking will, hey. man. Yeah, I like, I like the party. So we met there, <laughs> and oh shit, dude! I, I might have been too out of control. I get, I get so happy and excited. We, we, you know, we had a good time, man. We had a great time, actually. I've been dieting, so I. Why do you, why do you give me such a shock look, Jamie? His eyebrows shut up. Like, really? Are you? I've been delighting, you fucks. I lost some weight. Did you see my Instagram lately? How powerful I look. What's, you, my, sh- what's my shirt? I'm going to be honest. Your, your ears look a what little is, lighter. What does my shirt say? It says jujitsu. It says jujitsu, right? Yeah. I know. I'm like jujitsu man. I ride the subways with this, like a little superhero. Who's well, that? That's jujitsu man. I saw him on fucking don't, don't mess with that guy. Like, He'll see, mount you and make yes. you look like a Muppet. A Muppet? <laughs> <laughs> Why is that funny? But anyway, so we went to Eddie's. Oh, this is what I was getting at. So I do it. So listen. So I kind of put the thing together or at least planted the seed where we've been, to, we, you know, we always talk about, yo, we got hit Eddie's. We got it. And then we always blow it off, whatever. Because it's good to get the team together. Even though we're all together here and there, but it's like, yo, let's just meet up and it's good social bond. Well, listen, it might be just a reason to fucking eat. I don't know. I like that but idea. I like these guys, man. And I, I, I miss them when I don't see them. So so I'm like, yo, I did a group text with like all the guys that you saw in the pick. I go, yo, Eddie's Tuesday. That was last week, right? Wyman was away. Wyman was at one of the boys' family. They're related. Yep, that's you know right. that? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I know. So, you know, so he's, he was away. All right, we need Wyman. We need, let's wait till, let's do it. No, everybody, Al was doing something, fucking kayaking or whatever the hell he's doing, surfing. I go, look, how about the next week? So next week, there it is. We went. I put the thing together pretty much. I set it up. But, uh, but we all went. Now, why do I feel bad? Because I brought nothing but a damn credit card. I didn't have any cash on me. The place is fucking credit. It's cash only. Krista producer. So I, I go, like you know that, I set this thing up, I order extra food. Extra food. Uh, Aljo's going, yo, what'd you get last time that we split with, along with the, did you, was it a meatball palm or a veal palm? I go, dude, it was a meatball palm, but I'm with you regardless. Aljo, I got your back. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, <laughs> we'll get back to MMA in a second. So Aljo did the meatball palm. And then I got some stuffed rigatoni. I got a bar pie, whole wheat, mind you. All right. It was whole wheat. Okay. That we had all, oh, fair know, enough. Fair enough. Be deep, you know. Yeah. Balls deep. I'm cleaning it up. <laughs> but uh, so I tried to go a little less deep. So then you know we had a great old time, and then the check comes. Then the check comes, and I'm sorry, I didn't fucking know it was. I didn't know it was. Uh, you know, cash only. 
that's my story, guys. So listen, it ended up being a great time with good people. Did you double leg the waiter? No, it was a, it was um, just a question. That's what he does now. Yeah. It was exactly. just uh, no, no, no. I, didn't I, do it on I, actually, I actually protect waiters. Oh, is what that's I right, do. That's right. I'm sorry. Let's right. talk about the fights this weekend. Fox, eight o'clock, fucking p.m. Sorry, clean up this. What I mean, yeah. when this goes to edit. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna call Poirier actually in a minute. So, but. oh, but we're calling him so early. Why? Well, let me ask you this, by the way. I saw oh. a rumor. It's just a rumor. I heard a rumor. Ooh, ooh. I heard a rumor. They say you had a broken heart. I heard, dude. That's from that's from the Fat Boys movie, <laughs> from fucking Disorderlies from the eighties, and it's a fucking hell of a movie. It's a hell of a movie. Okay. It goes like this. Ready? Ooh, ooh. I heard. You want to hear me do it again? Yeah, of course, of course. We now, now I can't do it because I don't, I don't think my... that's genuine. Oh, you know what? He's calling us. Let's talk to uh, Dustin Ooh. Poirier. All right. Okay. Awesome. Hello, is this Dustin Poirier? Yeah, what's going on, man? Dustin, what's up, man? It's Matt Sarah, my buddy Jamie English. How are you, dude? How you doing, mate? Great, brother. Great. Uh, let me start by saying, man, the. I was trying to clean it up. I was going to say the heart you have. I was going to, I was going to say the balls you have. That last fight of yours with, with Justin Gaethje. And I know, dude, I mean, you're you're a humble guy. Your head's not getting blown up. But holy shit, man. Let me, can I just hit the applause button for the balls and the heart? Dude, fuck, man. I was limping just watching that shit. I, what, what, what got you through that, man? And how were you walking the next day? I mean... What got me through that is just the will to win. You know, I'm out there to, to by any means to get my hand raised every time out. But yeah, yeah no, I was limping for a while, man. My, my, I had a small tear in my quad and a strained MCO. I had a lot of physical therapy after that fight. Now, when when the, and I know something like you know, I like I've been banged up myself, you know, and sometimes things don't really start to set in and, and hurt until all right. Now your adrenaline, yeah, the the fight's wearing off. You're cooling down, and you're like, holy fuck! Did you feel it? Right there, were you just concerned on let me find his chin, let me get him, or were you like, was was it starting to say, hey man, I don't know how much longer I could stand on this thing? What was going through your head yeah, it, before that? that it wasn't round? so much uh, in in the moment; it didn't hurt. It was uh, you know, the small breaks you have, uh, like getting off the stool or yeah. waiting for the round to start. Then you really notice it, you know. But uh, during during the fight, you know, it's just you're going, you're doing what you do. And uh, I didn't really notice it then. But like I said, bro, when I, when I took the weight off of it and had to stand back up on it after, you know, each round, I noticed that it was getting harder and harder to control it. It felt like I didn't have control over my foot, you know, like I would step and I felt like the ground was closer than it was or further away than it was my ankle. And he just felt like it was kind of loose. Now, you're coming off a couple of fight of the nights. I'm assuming this, these were both fight of the nights, right? You're, this last fight with Justin. Yeah, his three, la- is it three now? Yeah, the and last then, three fights you've won are, are fight of the nights. Now, so. heroin, now, first of all, that's amazing in itself, but and it shows what kind of exciting fighter you are, but is that, how much does that matter to you compared to just getting the W? Because some guys don't get, oh, win's a win, but dude, the fights you're putting on are just super exciting obviously crowd pleasers does that ma- does that make a difference at all or are you just looking for the w you know honestly i'm just looking for the w that's that's great you know like i'm honored by that and excited to get the extra money of course i got a family to feed and uh you know i want people to be excited to watch me fight but i'm not going out there trying to take damage and put on these crazy fights but that just happens because uh i'm out there to win you know and, and stuff gets crazy 
Now, when you fought Eddie last time, phenomenal fight, and it was a little, the, the ending was weird, you know? And then, at, at, when it happened, it, I don't remember it, it being bad blood, you guys leaving the cage. But then since then, I don't know if he, he was saying that, you, that, I don't know what he was saying, so I don't want to put stuff in his mouth or anything, Chris the producer, maybe you know better than me, he was saying, do you know what he was? Uh, yeah, well, I just remember, uh, Dustin, that you were very respectful after you told the crowd yes. not to boo Eddie Alvarez. It seemed like you guys were fine. And then I guess some stuff went back and forth on Twitter or whatever. You guys had some kind of a war of words and now it's, it's turned into a bit of bad blood. Maybe you could fill us in on that. Yeah, no, um, you know, I have a lot of respect. I had a lot of respect for Eddie going into that fight. He's a legend. He's, uh, to me, with the body of work he's done, he's up there in the top three, top five guys ever to fight in the, in lightweight and mixed martial arts history. He, he's uh, been a champion in multiple organizations. I grew up when I was a young fighter watching him fight over in Japan. And, uh, you know, I, I looked up to the guy for a long time growing up. And then, you know, in the heat of the moment, I thought maybe the knees could have been accidental. Maybe he was hurt. He was just, he's a fighter. You know, he had he, he fight or flight and he definitely was in there. He was hurt and he was trying to stay alive and he was just fighting, you know, fighting for his life out there and threw a knee and, and maybe not even knew where he was at the moment. I think he was still hurt, but, um, uh, that's why I told the crowd don't boo him because the guy's done so much and I, I looked up to him. But the things he said on, on social media after saying that I wanted out of the fight, um, he tweeted that, oh, you're finally off your stool. Okay, you can't do, you can't say shit like that when you do something foul like that. The fight ended because something he did. And, uh, you know, sometimes those Twitter fingers get running and uh, you have to back it up here July 28th. Chris, the producer, says that Twitter fingers turn to trigger fingers. Oh, that's what I, I, mean. I, I, I think, say that all the time. Yeah. I think that's Drake. I'm, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry, Dustin. But hey, man, styles make fights, so I'm, I'm, I'm super excited about this fight. Now, after watching, and uh, do you analyze that first fight that you guys went through with your coaches, or do you just let them do it and say, look, we've got to work on this? I kind of, maybe a few fights ago, probably four or five fights ago, I kind of quit watching footage. I, I watch a lot of fight footage, but it's more to study the yeah. greats. I don't really watch a whole lot of my opponents or watch my previous fights. A lot of my coaches do that. Yeah. But uh, I, even if I did try to dissect our last fight, I believe this is going to be a different fight. I think he fought me at range last time and found out I was a little quicker and a little crisper on, on, on the technique and the in and out movement and the footwork. And he doesn't want to feel that again. I think he's going to close the distance and try to wrestle and try to make this a, a, a dirty boxing, you know, and, and a cage fight. Now, I, I we don't I'm I'm which uh, listen I used to fight I know the deal people would ask me oh what about after this and you're like yeah, I don't even I got Eddie Alvarez in front of me I got whoever in front of me I never t like to talk about the future too much but just the state of the division in general just your thoughts on that you know it's been a log jam at the top for a while but now we have a champion and uh, we're really still waiting on Connor and and. Tony, those two guys were, were at the top of the pack, you know. Uh, they were both champions. or One was the interim, one was the champion. So I feel like they have first rights to, to the title shot. But, you know, going back to what you were saying, I'm focused on Eddie, and when I get my hand raised, I know my next fight will be a title shot. Yeah, it seems, um, Dustin, it seems that, um, you know, especially of late recently, I would I would suggest that your most impressive victories in, in this kind of f f uh, recent times have been right now and it, you know arguably this is an opportunity to for people to see you peaking you're really coming it's, it seems to me from watching your last few fights that um 
that's what's occurring for you. You've got a lot of experience and you're still a relatively young man. So I see that as an exciting time for not only yourself, but the people watching, because obviously you've been in there with the very best and you've proved yourself in the past. But now I just feel like, especially the way you've been finishing some of these fights now, it's not in the first and second round, it's in the third and the fourth. And this is, for me, this is a, a maturity that occurs at a certain time for some fighters, maybe not all. And I see that in you, in my in my you know, humble opinion, but I see that in you. And it's exciting for me. Do you Can you attribute that to anything? Is there something that you're doing differently in any kind of training? Or is it is it a, is it a, an accumulation of your confidence with the experience that you've had? Yeah, it's a little bit of everything, honestly. It's uh, the patience being a father has taught me. It's the amount of work and time I've spent in the octagon, the rounds that I put in with the best guys in the world. You know, um, I came into the UFC. I came into Zufa when I had maybe six professional fights. This is gonna be my thirtieth professional fight here Saturday. Uh, I grew and learned a lot of lessons from the wins and the losses in the octagon, and uh, you know, I'm just hitting my stride. I'm, I'm having fun with this. You know, I used to feel like fighting was everything. It was life or death. Every fight, every round was mattered so much, and and it still does. But it's not overwhelming to me anymore. I'm uh, this is just something I do. I'm listen. This is out of left field, but I'm reading this right now. You're, first of all, you're a, a you a black belt in Brazilian jiu jitsu, but you consider yourself a thug jitsu fighter as a homage to uh, <laughs> to Eve Edwards. Is that true? Yeah, Eve's here right now with me. Get out of here! <laughs> That's awesome. Tell yeah. Eve, tell Eve I said hello. First of all, he was I just... will. Yeah, the tech just masters downstairs right now. Uh, we're having a, a little Airbnb right right next to the uh, fighter hotel, and he's with me. Now, oh, are you, have you been friends with him a long time? Does he tr help train you? Tell me about that. Yeah, when I was coming, me and Eve been knowing each other for a long time. But when I was coming up, I uh, well, when I was a young fighter, you know, I'm from Louisiana. Yeah, and, uh, Eve. Is from well, he's from the Bahamas, but trained and lived in Houston and Austin, Texas, for a long time. And him and my my buddy and coach Tim Crater were roommates and gym gym mates, and and they owned the gym together. And they just uh, I met Eve I met Eve through Tim, and then I used to drive down to to Austin and drive to Houston and train with him when I was a young fighter. And we just kept it rolling, you know. Obviously, he's a, he's an American top team guy, and uh, it was just a great relationship. Good southpaw. He taught me a lot of kickboxing tricks and. You know, we just kept it going, and then I decided to, or I was I was able to adopt the name, and now we're a thug jitsu fighter. <laughs> well, let me tell you, my first uh, thug jitsu lesson was uh, was was Eve Edwards' debut in the UFC. We fought each other, and let me tell you something, and I thank him to this day, because he gave me an uppercut, which floored me in the first round, and, and he jumped on top of me, and... If he would have fired off, this is where experience comes. If he would have fired off some elbows on my face and this and that, I, I don't think I was going to be recovering. But he jumped out because he was kind of nervous on my ground game. <laughs> and, uh, and and I ended up getting up and I was wobbly in the round end. And I ended up, you know, kind of grinding out a win with that one. If he, this game is such a, 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 a moment makes such a difference. If he would have fired off those elbows, Jamie English, I would, uh, that would have been two in a row. I might have been dropped by the UFC. Crazy, so right? when you see him downstairs, could you 
tell him thank you so much for not following up on that. Not that fucking uppercut from hell. Dustin, uppercut from hell, dude. He taught me never to try to uh, to try to clinch without uh, setting it up with strikes. But I, I do love that guy. And listen, man, we're not going to keep you. We know you got uh, it's fight week. And But by the way, what do you like to do fight week? You like to just relax? I, I was asking uh, Jeremy Stevens earlier. Do you like to just relax? Do you? I mean, are you just... How's your? How do you get your mind to slow down during the fight week? You know, that's the toughest part, honestly. You know, fighting is the easy part. It's just controlling your mind and thoughts and staying relaxed. Uh, I, I stay out of the hotel, the fighter hotel. I just go there for the, the stuff that I'm obligated to do. I always get like an Airbnb or rent out a place. That way my team has a full kitchen and we have a washer and dryer. You know how it is with three or four coaches <laughs> yeah. in a two-bed yeah. uh, hotel room. And so it's just a little bit more comfortable and we go out and see things in the city. You know, I work out one time a day. Sometimes I do cardio in the morning and we'll do like a technique session at night, but mostly it's just a technique session depending on my weight and, uh, just relax, man. All the hard work's done. Let the body continue to heal. Start focusing on the weight cut and, uh, that's it, man. I just enjoy the journey. Well, that's awesome, man. And I enjoy your fighting. We all do. Yeah. It's the main event this weekend on uh, Big Fox. It's on the main event. Dustin Poirier versus Eddie Alvarez. Dustin, thank you so much for uh, for talking to us, man. Thanks, and uh, man. all our best for this weekend. Good luck. Of course, man. Thanks for having me on. All right, Dustin. Take care, man. Right. Cheers, man. Yep. Uh, yeah, that Eve Edwards, man. I remember that. And I just talked to him recently. He was in New York. Yeah, I and, remember that, yeah. Uh, What's that? You ran into him? No, no, I know he was in. Yeah, were you at the at the at the fights the other night? The kickboxing fights the other night? Glory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, What do you call it? Uh, Longo was there. He told me he ran into Eve. Yeah, I I was saying Eves forever because there's an S there, but the S is silent. It sure is. You know, so it's Eve, like Christmas Eve. Eve feels weird now saying Eve. Eve. All right, Uh, but listen, (laughs) I like talking to those guys. These guys, I mean, and a guy like Dustin's kind of like a just a laid back, you know. Uh, Jeremy Stevens sounds a little bit more like a psycho in a good way. Like he's like, oh, I can't wait to, yeah. God, I, I can kick, kick me. I'll, yeah. I'll punch your face. Dude, he, I like, <laughs> there's something in him that, that you know he just like is made for this. Dustin seems like, you know, he's very, like just a well-spoken, nice guy, you yeah. know? Uh, yeah. Looks he, a little like Chatham Tatum, right? And he, then, uh, he, he, you know, but, I think he's got that kind of little, uh, that, that Rocky story about yeah. him, you know, where, where like he, I was saying to Chris, the producer before, like, He's the kind of person to me that has um, been and out of the top. He's only really lost the guys who are very, very good. Yeah. And even then, he reminds me a little bit, you know, of Michael Bisping, where like if he did lose, he comes back and does really well, and, and then he makes himself uh, announced and he gets these opportunities that he deserves. And from what I've read and from yeah. what I know about him, he's like he's come from a humble background, and he's Dude. it really means the world to him to get where he is, you know. But it's wild, man, because it shows you it. Some people they need it. Some people it comes naturally. Right. Some people, I'm as far as as far as like selling themselves, but there's other people, and the two guys we talked to today, Jeremy Stevens and Dustin Poirier, that that this is this this is for them. Like they they're fighting alone, it, it sells them. Like you know what I mean. Like sometimes right. that's not enough for people. Yes. But there's, I mean, dude, we just you just named three of his last fights. I think we're fight of the night, Dustin Poirier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jeremy Andy Ste- Alvarez Jerry- one was gonna be a fight of the well, night if that got finished. Right? Yeah, yeah. Eddie's actually another one. Eddie, I, I wonder. I wonder if it, like, see, Eddie, Eddie could be like a like a not a not a nasty guy in a bad way, but you know, it's almost like the way he fights. He's got that edge to him. You yes, know. Yes. Most. What does he want? What is he? What is he calling him? What are they calling him? Or he calling himself the most violent the fighter? Mo- yeah, the most yeah. violent. Yeah. So it's like. 
I don't know by him saying that stuff about Dustin, saying, oh, you're finally off the stool, this and that, you're looking for a way out. I wonder if he really means it. Does he really mean it? Or is he trying to sell a fight? Is well, that him I, trying I, to get, or is that him trying to get this rematch? Well, I think that's an, it's an interesting question. I think it, for me, it opens up a big, bigger question or, or not maybe a question, but just an observation from myself, which is like, um, because of this, this, the spectacular that people want or the nature of given that, you know, it's an industry now that is bound to entertainment, right? It's not just a sport, but it has to be an entertaining sport. So this is something that's been, um, on my mind as well recently about personalities, right? If you're not true, this is my view. If you're not true to your personality, it will catch up to you, and eventually, it'll it'll hinder you. You can't really be what you're not, and if you pretend to be what you're not for long enough, I do believe it catches up to you. Yeah. Either in the fight game itself, in the actual fight, like you mentally break down, or you won't necessarily be as productive in your fighting. And your outside life is a significant factor in what you do in the cage. And if you don't think so. You're not really educated in what you're doing because it's not just physical, it is mental. And if your wife, your friends, your, your family, your kids, if these things aren't right, maybe you'll do a few fights. But if you're not being yourself, ultimately, in anything, right, not just fighting, I think it catches up to you. So it is an interesting question that you raise, Matt, because... I'm not sure that is Alvarez, those things that he said. You know, I don't know him personally yeah. very well. But, or it might be. But maybe, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but my point, I think if there is a point, like my observation yeah. is if you're not true to yourself, ultimately, it's going to catch up to you. You know, I mean, I believe someone, <laughs> someone like McGregor, I believe he might actually be very like um, showman-y and, and fronty, like, a, like yeah. a member of a band and a singer, right? If he's quiet. And a not, band? A band, yeah, and a singer. What? This, this also raises a question. <laughs> Chris, the producer. Okay. Why is it that I like to sing lately? Jamie, this show's got all possibilities. Jay, all right, listen to me. We're going to fucking, let's talk about the fights. It is weird, though. Is. I'm not a singer, but damn, do I like to belt out a song once in a while. All right, listen to me. All right, Chris, the producer. Well, I was going to say, so before what? Dustin Poirier called in, I was going to ask you, we were talking, I was going to ask you about a rumor and you, you don't have to say anything. I'm but- not going to sing the song again. I love that song from Disorderlies. Yeah. I heard it's from Banana Rama. Right. You ever hear of Banana Rama? I mean, I've heard that. The name, three girls yeah. that would sing it around. Is it Banana Rama? The chicks? The three girls yeah, that were singing Rama. Hot Hot Summer? Yeah. They sang a song. Well. They sang a song called oh, I Heard a Rumor. Oh, yeah. From Disorderlies yeah. from 1988. I don't When is Disorderlies out? Let's this see. is almost for, worth a movie minute. It was with the Fat Boys. I didn't know it was they're, up, they're three fat rappers from New York. Oh, yeah. They are from New the York, fat the Fat Boys, aren't they? Fat Boys. Yeah, 87. 87. I was so close. Wow. The movie's Disorderlies. And what's the name of the song? I don't know. I heard a rumor. Ooh, ooh. I heard a rumor. Jamie, they say you have a broken heart. Should I stop singing? (laughs) Are we on air? Okay. Listen. Yeah, I heard a rumor by Banana Rama. Thank you very much. That song is great. How I sing it? I'm not a great guys. I'm not a great singer, but I like that fun. Next time I go to Eddie's, I'm going to tell you, Jamie. Holy fuck! Did we have? a good time and, and pasta. Shall Let's I bring, shall about, I bring cash? Don't please. Somebody has to, some, yeah. somebody has to, All I am, right. I am ashamed. I'll bring cash. If you I'm ashamed, the but believe me, I'll get over it. Okay. Do me a favor. Let's talk some fights. 
Let me ask you about this rumor. Quick. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry. We got that whole thing. Ren Akimoto from ESPN.com okay. is reporting. I'm sweating. Oh, let me. Get you don't that. have to confirm or deny. Go ahead. But that they're tr- that the UFC is trying to put together Chris Weidman versus Luke Rockhold too at Madison oh, Square Garden. Well. Now I don't know. Nothing official, but that's just a rumor I heard. I might know something. I might not. <laughs> I know nothing. Yeah, I'm not, I don't say nothing until things come out. Until they say, "Hey, Matt, you know something?" And I'll say, "Maybe." Well, what do you know? I don't know. Maybe my guy. Maybe we, maybe I know something. Maybe I don't. Maybe it's not. Maybe nothing signed yet. I don't know. Okay. But Matt knows. I would love that fight. I would love that fight because I feel Chris would. Uh, I feel. I feel that first time they fought, it was. And don't get me wrong. I think Luke is. I think Luke's actually awesome, especially on top. Yeah, when he gets on top of somebody, I agree. His jujitsu on top for MMA is phenomenal. Yeah, phenomenal mount. He gets mount, mount to back, back to mount. It's like having Aljo Sterling on you. It is. I don't like it. So I think he's phenomenal in, in certain areas in the MMA game. Having said that, I think Chris will 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 hurt him bad. I think that first fight was more of Chris's bad than than Luke's good. I, Luke did phenomenal. He capitalized. Chris gave him an inch and he took a yard. I agree. But, uh, completely with that. I know. think I think Chris was winning that fight. And, and, I, and, that was, and I'm going to say that wasn't, I don't know. I don't listen. It's going to be, oh, that's your guy. Of course it is. Of course I'm going to say what I'm going to say, but it's my guy. Yeah. I don't think you'd respect me if, uh, if I said something different, but it's how I feel. Yeah. I've seen what Chris could do. Longo knows. We know. Yeah. You've seen him. I of just, course. I think he's a beast and I think it will be a, all I'll say is it'll be a way different fight. That's what I'll say, Christopher Dews. Yeah, all yeah. right. And I and I, if that thing does come about, I'm gonna have good seats. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That'd be November third. Like, My birthday's November second. I'd love, I'd love to see that. Yeah, yeah. awesome. I'm, Tell Dana me they'll give you tickets. <laughs> yeah, I will. What the fuck you're looking for? You know, I'm uh, only kidding. I remember when Dave uh, Branch fought. Yeah, uh, Luke Rockhold as well. And uh, he's, he's fighting again soon, isn't he? Dave Branch, isn't he Dave fighting Branch Jacare? Is, is he fighting Jacare? He's, he's, fighting fighting Jacare, Jacare, yeah. he's, uh, he's fighting on that yeah. card. I'm so. super excited. Yeah, he for got that. the fight he was asking yeah, for. I'm really happy for him. He, but he's such a hard. I know. I know him very well personally. Like he's such. I've said it before. He's such a hard worker. Yeah. And uh, off the back of his last performance, which was a dangerous, dangerous opponent, he slept him uh, really well with that overhand right. Oh yeah. And um, for me, with that rock hole fight, that's a. Uh, maybe perhaps a chink in the armor for for Rockhold. And What's that? The His over, chin? The overhand. Oh. As he backs up, he a little, leans away a little. And like for me, Dave gave him maybe a little bit too much respect yes. in that fight. And uh, I, Dave's not the kind of person who doesn't learn. So uh, that's an exciting you know fight for Dave. Yeah. Dave coming up with Jacare. And then obviously David, that sets things up. David Branch, first of all, personal friend of yes. both of us. Yeah, you yeah. know. Uh, he... His last, he, he knocked out Thiago Santos last fight. Yeah, there's yeah, there's, a, there's a video yeah. of me when yeah. I, I found out. I was, it doesn't always go back to me in the Hall of Fame. But when they announced, they told me that day, <laughs> they had me doing a little uh, talk about it, like they, how I felt about it. And off to the side, the monitor was uh, David Branch's fight. Remember they had that clip? Hilarious, and I yeah. caught him. I called him knocking out yeah. uh, Thiago. Oh. And the fact that he did it in that, that fashion was amazing. But it just shows the confidence he took over from the, the, Luke, the Luke fight yeah. where he had Luke hurt. I agree. And he clinched. Yeah. That's a laces out moment. That's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. no, why'd I do that? I was right. And he and and uh, you know, Luke Luke is an amazing fighter, but what we're starting to see here is listen, man, I mean, every time he's lost, it's been a KO. I mean, right or wrong? Yeah. Look at it. Yeah. V- I, Vitor. Yeah. Yoel Romero. Yoel. Best man. Yeah. 
Bisping. Yeah. And uh and 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 you've seen the oh wait, yeah, that's three right there. Yeah. yeah. And you've seen in that branch fight him get, get a little bit on a weird street, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. I think it's trying to I, clean up my I, I do think that. it's tough for him and he's talked about it. I mean, I, I, that's why I was surprised to even hear the rumor that he'd be fighting Weidman because he was talking about potentially moving up to 205 oh, right, because yeah, that weight right, cut yeah. is is tough for him, right. So, I, which is probably he's a, a big, factor he's in that. He's a big pace. I've met him yeah. personally. Well, and Weidman's a big, big boy for 185 also. So. Yeah. 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 Well, listen, man. I heard a rumor. All right. What else do we got? All right. Talk well, to me. Here's, I want to an, hear rumors. here's an important Take one. Take my phone and charge it while you tell me this rumor. Okay. Well, how am I supposed to do that? You say so? What's that? <laughs> He's very demanding, Chris. How are you supposed to do what? Well, you can't do two things at once. You no, can't chew bubblegum and scratch your nuts. What do we got? Did you hear what about this fight? I'm like, now I'm getting. I wish it was a drum roll, but we don't have that. Have Between welterweight champion Tyron Woodley uh, and Darren Till, and Darren Till, is that going? Is that official? What's going on? UFC 228 Woodley versus Till, Saturday, September 8th, in Dallas, Texas, for the welterweight title. When is it? September 8th. I'll be there. Really. Aljo Sterling. Oh, that's right. Yeah, against Cody Stamen. Yeah, that's gonna be great, man. Wow. I'm gonna be there. The last time I was on the so show. So wait a minute. So Darren, wait. So, so that's yeah. gonna be happening, oh, yeah. man. Yeah, Cody uh, Colby. Excuse me. Was he apparently had? Well, some, what happened to him? So he had some kind of sinus surgery recently, and he said he could be ready for the end of the year card. I think he has an infection in his vagina. <laughs> uh, and so, <laughs> what happened to his vagina? So Dana confirmed. Go ahead, go ahead. What happened to Colby? That as soon as that fight. As soon as Woodley until begins, Colby is no longer the interim champion. There won't be an interim. So wait, champion. so what happened to Colby? He got sick. He, he, no, he had a some kind of sinus surgery, I believe, and so he just isn't going to be ready. He said for that September card. Ah, and, uh, and so Darren later, Colby. <laughs> All right, Colby, go give some fucking nerds wedgies and drink your nerds tears. The funniest thing he ever did was the nerds tears thing. Yes, I like that. Everything else, he needs a new writer. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Colby, shut up, Colby. I was anyway. looking forward to. I was looking forward to him versus Woodley, but Woodley versus Till. I'll tell you right now, Woodley versus also. Till is it a very exciting fight. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited to see I didn't, that. I didn't expect. And that. No, either guy, either guy fighting Colby is going to be fun. If Colby's going to stay next in line, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen to him. Right. Well, I'd love to see him versus Usman. I mean, that makes sense. Then the winner, uh, I, winner I, gets I think, the winner. Dude, you know? He will duck and he will. You'll see some footwork him dodging that fucking fight. I will. I will bet nothing because who knows? Then he'll probably just do it to be a dick to me. But I think <laughs> that uh, I don't think he will be taking that Usman fight. I he. I think he'll take maybe maybe he'll take a fight because if they don't offer him the uh, the, the the next uh, in line shot there, but. Uh, if he has to take a fight first, he's not taking that Usman fight because <laughs> it's not a good fight for him. But it is a fight the fans want to see. Yeah. I want to see it. Cool. Yeah. Damn, I, want, I know uh, Usman wants it. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, man. Well, we'll see. We'll see if he uh, gets any nuts. But what else do we got? <laughs> uh, let me see. What, what can we go through here? Well, Max Holloway, I mean, just a brief. What's going on? He posted with a, a, uh, a picture of himself on Instagram on Friday saying, back on the mainland for more exams. Thanks, UFC and Docs for following through. To try to figure this out, starting to feel better. Hashtag still blessed. So they're still working through it. Nobody's really sure what exactly is wrong with them, which is weird, right? I mean, what? I mean, given the context of like, you know, what what we do here, you know, like I don't know if it is that weird. Like maybe it's surprising it doesn't happen more often. Well, I mean, it's not you like know? he's taking a lot of. I mean, is something going on in training? Is he getting 
hit him. I mean, there's something wrong with his head? What's up? Well, that's the thing. Like, we, we saw him on the Monday, and then they said whatever happened happened on Thursday. He started to act weird or whatever. But when he was in studio here, it's not like... There, he didn't seem like anything was up, so I don't know, you know, if something happened in training or right. if he was sick. I mean, who, who knows? So yeah. they're they're still working it out, but hopefully, Max. But, but you're putting yourself in, you know, your body through those kinds of extremes, the yeah. stresses of training and stuff. Yeah, people have, to, you know, top tier athletes. Uh, you have to think like if there's like a Ferrari, right? If you put the wrong fuel in, or in the, in the, in the humans' case, like you know, if there's a little infection, if there's something yep. in the air, if something just doesn't go quite right. Fuck a Ferrari. I got a Tahoe. <laughs> I, I lost your analogy. Could we, um, uh, guys, I'm eating a protein bar. I'm not going to lie to the audience. Yeah. I ran in late today. <laughs> you did very well. You hit the ground running. We're... Can we do me a favor? Uh, off to a jog. Do me a favor. Yeah. Let's do some picks, no? Yeah, let's do it. Even though Jimmy's not going to be in Well, I got Jim's picks, too. Oh, yeah? I don't yeah, want to hear good. his shit. Okay. You can say it afterwards if you yeah. want. All right, let's do it. Um, all right, well, we'll pick the main card then. So this is 8 p.m. Eastern on Big Fox this coming Saturday from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Ooh. Alexander Hernandez versus Olivier Aubin Mercier. And I'll put it up here for you. That's the uh, that's kicking off the main. And there's some other good fights that we could talk about that are on the uh, Tell the me other about card, uh, Ol- Ol- Oliver's... Olivier? <laughs> Olivier. Olivier. Tell me about Olivier's <laughs> last <laughs> fight. Uh, and tell me about his just his UFC record, I want to know. Yeah, he's got... And, and the audience wants to know. Because they're watching and they're listening. He is seven and one in the UFC. Oh, excuse me, seven and two in the UFC. He's on a four-fight win streak, and he knocked out Evan Dunham on April seventh. Oh yeah, that's right. I remember that. Which Uh, is arguably, you know, his best performance. Yeah, yeah. It was an early. Who did he lose to? He's got losses to Carlos Diego Fajeda. That was back in 2016, and then he lost to Chad Laprise, his first UFC fight. That was in 2014. So that was a while ago. Yeah. All right. All right, and that's Olivier. Yeah, tell me about Alexander's last. Tell me about his UFC record. He is, I think, one and yeah, he's one and zero in the UFC. He knocked out Benil Dariush, who we know is a tough guy. He knocked oh, him out in the first round. Man, this is this is an interesting uh, fight. This then. is an interesting fight. He knocked yep. out Dariush. Yeah, and he's nine and one <coughs> overall, but he's one and zero in the UFC. So this is a very interesting fight. This is. And I'm sorry, Olivier just knocked out Evan oh, Dunham. Oh, man, Evan Dunham, who's also no, he's a no tough joke. guy. Yeah. Oh wow! Wow, uh, man! What, and he's from Canada, huh? Yeah, he's a tri-star guy, Olivier. Oh, and where does Alexander train, Hernandez? Uh, so I looked into it a bit. It seems like he trains out of Ohana Academy, which is in uh, uh, Texas. Um, but I'm not sure exactly who else trains there with him. I can take a look here, but yeah, Darnush is no joke to knock him out. No, which yeah. round was that again? You know, uh, that was the first round knockout. So they're both coming off. So it was 42 seconds for Alexander Hernandez first round, and then uh, OAM 53 seconds into the first round. So they're both coming off. Early do people stoppages. call him OAM, or do you just like to do that? You know, I think people do, but uh, it's easier for I'm me gonna to say. I'm going to do it. I'm yeah. going to do it too. This is what I'm going to say. I'm going I'm to say it's going to come down to experience. I could be wrong. Yeah. And this, hey, Alexander Hernandez, it is the great, right? They call yeah. him. That's that's fitting. <laughs> Uh, who knows? He might be the great. He might prove us all wrong. But yet, right now, it's hard to really just choose him. Just banking on, even though Darnush is no joke, man. That that's a huge feather in the cap. I feel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I'm gonna say it, it's probably gonna go to the later rounds. I'm gonna say O A M by decision. But it's gonna. But it's gonna be a battle. I shouldn't say that. No, I'm gonna say that. <laughs> yeah. No, I think you're right. 
Okay. That's what I say. What do you say, Chris, the producer? Um, yeah, I think it's going to be an experience thing. I think uh, OVM Mercier looked great in his last fight. Not that, that Alexander didn't, but I think that OAM is kind of putting it together now. Uh-huh. Um, I have him by second round submission. We'll see okay. what happens, but I, I think it's going to be a really, really good fight. Yeah, he's working with Faraz. He's not going to be no dummy. No. You know what I mean? Uh, what do you think, pal? Jamie English. Uh, I try to I, get it how I live. Uh, Jamie. Jamie, I, I need them dead presidents. <laughs> I so feel it's, so special I, today. I, I'm yeah, being no, serenaded every minute. I do that a lot. Aww. I do it to Jimmy, and he doesn't like it, but you smile. I love it. What do you think, Jamie English? I'm going to go with what you said. I think it'll go the distance, Ooh. and I think um, I think it'll go either unanimous. Oh, I was going to say, oh, either Alex or, or OAM. It was I'm one of them. One of them's going to win. So, one right. of those guys is so definitely going to win. All right, so you're on the fence. Yeah, I'm going to go like OAM. I'm going to say he's going to win it. A all split right. or, a, or a, a unanimous decision. Awesome, man. Awesome, awesome, awesome. This is very, very interesting. And this just feels like it snuck up on us, this fight. Yeah. Talk to me. It's under the radar a little bit. Joanna uh, Janjacek in her first uh, non-title fight in years. It's a three-round fight against Tisha Torres. Ooh. Now Tisha's been looking amazing lately. She is tough. Yeah, I mean, her last fight. Don't tell me, her, Tisha Torres's last. Tell me who was it? <laughs> so it was unanimous decision loss to Jessica Andrade, but she was in that fight the whole time, and oh. then before that she had three in a row. Becker that was a close only- fight, though. Yes, it was. I, yeah, for sure. Uh, and then she had three in a row over Beck Rawlings, Juliana Lima, and Michelle Watterson. Listen, although although uh, I think T- I can't say enough about Tisha. I think she is just just a little ball of energy, man. And she just keeps coming, and she's smart. She sets up. She, I like the way she sets up her grappling with the strikes, and and uh, I think she's tough. I think she's going to keep coming, but I just think Joanna has just shown so much in the past. Yeah, of how she even in her fight with Jessica Andrade. Andrade yeah, yep. Uh, I, I just think that she's gonna she's gonna win this fight. I think she's gonna be a decision though, because Tisha is tough. You know. Yeah, I, I have it the same way because I think if you're doing the MMA math, you know, which doesn't always play out, but no. Joanna's able to beat Jessica Andrade, who it doesn't always add up. No, the math. Who has no. a similar style? I think you could say to Tisha Torres. Yeah. She's uh, Jessica's a little bit bigger than Tisha. Yuana was able to handle that, and obviously this is going to be a real strong version of Yuana, who had a great fight against Rose. That was a very close fight in the last one. So yeah. I'm taking Yoana by decision, um, but I think it's going to be a really, really good fight. Ha! We're, that's where we agree. That's right. What, did Jim, what is Jimmy saying for all these, by the way? Uh, Jim has uh, Alexander Hernandez by decision, and he has Yoana by decision. All right. So. Uh, but now listen. What would Jamie English say? Oh, I'm sorry, Jamie. <laughs> fucking prick. <laughs> 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 oh, God, I love Eddie's. If I if I had feelings, I'd be here. Yeah, don't worry about it. But luckily, tell me, man, tell me what's up, dude. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry. I'm just. I can't lie. I've, I've got this. I agree. You're on it by decision. All right. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, I'm excited for the co-main and the main. Not just because we talked to this gentleman today. Both these gentlemen. Uh, I you know listen, Jeremy Stevens versus Jose Aldo. Three rounds of brutal, brutal combat. Huh? Huh? Yeah, three rounds is an interesting aspect to this, though. It is. Because Aldo doesn't really have to conserve anything. He can kind of 
right. execute his game plan. Which again, like Joanna, you know, you never see them in three round fights. Usually, it's always five. So, well, when, can you think of a time he ever he fought? You know what doesn't three fade? rounds? No, I don't no, remember. No, yeah, I mean, it's been years. You God. know what? You know what doesn't fade in the third round is um, Jeremy Stevens' power. Right. right, he still has it. Yeah. Some people just it's like, oh, I got it in the beginning. Now it's starting to fade. I better throw in a takedown. No, he's got power to the end. And he's dangerous as f. So is so is so is Aldo. But I'm I'm gonna have to say that you know Max, those two fights with Max that might that that could shorten a career. Those were bad beatings, man. It might not have been a KO, but it might have in in some ways it might have been worse. He just got beat down twice. Yeah. Could he make the adjustments? And is he gonna? I think he's gonna still try to be in in the fight in a sense where that's the only way he knows how to fight, man. He he. he he has to when you're looking to hurt somebody, you're there to get hurt, is what I'm saying. He's gonna look to fight the way he, he fights, the way Jose, Jose Aldo always fought. He's gonna look to take out Jeremy Stevens, and in doing so, I feel Jeremy's gonna find his chin. I'm saying I'm I'm, I'm debating second or third round, but I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I'm gonna say second round. Because I think it's gonna be I was gonna say third, but I'm gonna say second round. Stoppage by uh, strikes by Jeremy Stevens is going to get him. Mm. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm. It, it could be a later round. I mean, this is a, a this is well, actually it's three rounds. What I'm saying, yeah, yeah. I'm, I get confused with the other. But uh, it could be a third round. But I'm saying it's going to be the second round. What do you say? I'm going to go. I I agree with what you're saying, but yeah. I, but I think I'm just guessing. I think Jose is uh, going to make an adjustment. Ooh. Like he did when he fought Frankie Edgar the second this, time. Yep. You, you know, so I'm going to go with the, a, wily, the wily fucking nature of that man. It still gives me the sense that he's going to go the distance and he's going to win it. Do you know what? Who's going to win it? Jose. Do you know I mean, why? Jose. Do you know what Jamie English teaches at Hensel Gracie Academy here in Manhattan? Just a little bit of Muay Thai. Right? Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Oh, why don't you put up a jujitsu guy and see if I just side with him? <laughs> huh? No, nah, it's okay. Why am I getting mad? I'm trying to defend Jerry. You can pick what you want to pick. You like the you 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 bleed. You breathe Muay Thai. I do love it. <laughs> so Jim Norton had second round knockout for Steven, so he agrees with you. Thank you, Jim Norton. I'm a big Jeremy Stevens fan. I think yeah? it's entirely possible that he could Knock Jose Aldo out. Once again, Chris, the producer, sets up his That's, shitty well, yeah. pick. No, <laughs> this is what he does. This is what he does. He's going to pick Jose, but he's saying, hey, don't get me wrong. I see. I see exactly how Jeremy could win this. I think he's going to, but the other guy's going to win. So that way, when Jeremy does win, if that's right. what goes down, right. might sound like normal because I have a piece of protein cookie in my mouth. <laughs> but it's a protein normal. cookie. Okay, good. But... I'm keeping you suspense as I chew. But it's unprofessional. But I lost my train of thought. Now I'm only kidding. But <laughs> Mr. Producer says this, and then he goes, well, okay, I did pick it wrong, but remember when I said the other guy could have won? Right. Well, yeah, you I got, gotta be You able gotta to do cut that. the shit. You gotta right. cut the shit. Stand by your pick. Don't make it weird. So I had I wrote I had it written down. I have Aldo by decision as well. I agree that I think the Frankie Edgar in between the Connor, you know, right after the Connor fight is a good example. And I, yes, Max did soundly beat Aldo back to back. Yeah. The difference is Max is a volume guy, which Jeremy Stevens is not typically. He'll throw 
power shots. He can knock you out one shot. Max beat him down over a few rounds. I think. Also, it's the same person beating him twice. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like uh, the different person come and did the same thing to him. It's the same person doing the same thing, and he didn't adjust. So I think he'll make that. And like you said, sorry, I didn't want to interrupt. No, no, no. But no. It's the same person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Jamie English. One thing you got to learn: you interrupt this motherfucker anytime. You, got, you listen <laughs> to me. This side of the table hold hold something. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, uh, Chris, the producer, what did Jimmy say? My same thing as me. He has the same thing as you, yes. Yeah, so, right. I, but I have Aldo by decision. Uh, but I know you're, you'll get mad, but whatever. But I'd but I, I I'd be happy to see Jeremy as well. Wah. Why am I doing that when I can just go? Okay. <laughs> it's better go. with that. Okay. Um, the main event, Eddie Alvarez. <sighs> oh, and, tough one, uh, the is. underground king. Yeah. Versus Dustin, the Diamond Poirier. How is this going to go, gentlemen? I will pick last. Go. Oh, um, I'll go first. I, I'm going to. I'm going to take Dustin Poirier by third round knockout. I think. Wow. He was looking. He was winning that fight, the first fight. He did get caught. I mean, Alvarez is never out of the fight until he's really out of it. But I think. I think Poirier can learn from that first fight. He can pick his shots a little more carefully, maybe not jump in, um, which is when he got caught, when he had Alvarez hurt, and I think he'll be able to pick his shots and um, stop it in the third round. What do you think, Jamie? God, this is such a horrible one to pick. Tough fight. Um, Oh, God, I could equally pick either one because I feel like they both are doing a Chris the producer. Don't do it. Don't do it. Hey, Chris, the producer. Don't do it. Don't do it. Hey, Chris, the producer. Anyway, that's what he does. Now, why? Because, in other words, he's saying, all right, I'm picking this guy, but the other guy could win. But well, that's a, but that is true a lot of the time, though. That's I'm, yeah, just, I'm just saying. It's I'm, called MMA, I'm, motherfuckers. Yeah, I'm just a hard Get time. off the fence. Get off it. Saying who's going to win, right? But. If I have to, if I'm forced to make a decision, uh, which you I are, am, which you I are, am. knife to your throat. That's right. Not literally. It's not weird. What? Uh, Alvarez. <sighs> All right. Decision. Alvarez decision. Yeah. Alvarez decision. Yeah. <sighs> Listen, I'm going to do a Chris the producer. I can see how this. <laughs> Listen to me. I know. I know. I, and this is for me. It's for me because I deserve it. I can take it. Yeah. I can. I'm well, it doesn't feel good picking against either guy. It's I so exactly. Hard, you know? like, I'm like, well, it never. It never feels good. Yeah, you know, it never feels good. Especially when I like them both. But you know I mean? of course, at the end of the day, I got kids. I got to make a living. This is what I'm going to say now. Mm, this is what I'm going to say. This is this. I, see, I was there. See, it's so. Man, Alvarez has so many wars, and he's. He, he's a, he talk about a Rocky. He's got that that like that that Frank Yeager in him, where like yeah. he can just take abuse and keep coming, you know. And Dustin's a very similar type fighter. So that's what makes this fight so intriguing and so exciting and so hard to fucking pick. Exactly. Um, I was there for when Dustin fought Bobby Green. And Bobby Green's an entertaining fighter. Where the fuck's that guy been, by the way? He, yeah, he was scheduled to fight someone, I forget, recently, and he had to pull out. I want to uh, see him back. I think he was supposed to fight in Chicago. I think He, I, he likes I, to talk a lot of trash during the fight. I think he was supposed he was to talking fight. trash like, on the way down from when Dustin was taking him, taking him uh, uh, 
he was landing some good strikes and, and, and he was finishing them off and he was still talking shit on the way from falling down. It was <laughs> yeah. amazing. Oh, he was supposed, supposed to fight Clay Guida uh, in Chicago on June uh, 9th, but he had to yeah. pull out. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, oh, it's such a, it really truly is a hard one to pick. I'm, I'm, uh, this is a rough one for me. Are you But are it, you this, this is the main event. I'm going to say, I'm going to say this is going to go to the fourth round. And I'm going to say, and and I'm a little, I might be a little biased to be honest with you, because he does, he is like a home team guy, Eddie Alvarez. He trains my buddy Ricardo uh, Almeida, my, yeah. my my good friend, Mark Henry. and Mark Henry. And I'm gonna say, you know, obviously Dustin trains with good people. Eve Edwards, I told you about that uppercut. I still feel that. That was fucking eleven years ago, twenty years ago, whatever the fuck it was. It was eight two thousand and one. Is Poirier know. with the American top team? Is he? No, no. Listen, he's a quality oh, guy. Uh, Poirier. Yes, yeah, he's a top right. team, American top team. I'm gonna say Eddie Alvarez. Uh, it, it decision is he getting at this? Is he going to be able to end it? I'm going to say fourth round stoppage, and I'm going to say it's going to be a hell of a fight. Oh yeah, you know. And I'm also going to say, hey, it could go either way. <laughs> 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 All right, listen, that's our picks. It's this weekend on Big Fox, and it starts at 8 p.m. Eastern. Norton has Poirier. Made a I, I think my consistency. I yeah. think my consistency is good here. I've gone with the Wiley Aldo. And oh wait, did you pick yet? I did, yeah. I, I've gone with the Wiley Aldo for the one before, and I've gone distance, and I've gone distance with Alvarez. I'm going with experience here, yeah. and the fact that everyone expects a knockout, so I'm like, mm, maybe not. Yeah, I'm for gonna, sure. Right, see. it could be an Ngannou uh, Lewis situation yeah. where nah, it gets knocked no, out. Impossible. No, no, there's no way. Not with think. these guys. That's 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 an impossibility. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think you ever heard a boo during an Alvarez no, fight no, or no. a Dustin Poirier no, fight. No, hell no. <laughs> no, man. Uh, listen, I'm excited for it. You know, is there anything else we need to talk about? Anything else we need to discuss, gentlemen? Uh, huh? I'm what do you got? Just, I'm just looking through here. Look for anything that's very interesting. Yeah, I mean, not... a lot of this stuff can wait. Actually, I mean, I got a couple of fan questions, just two of them. If Go you ahead, bang it, it out. Yeah. Bang it out. So, Silvino River on uh, Instagram. Hi, Silvino. Sent me a question. He says, was the Kimura, and he said, I got a question for the Hall of Famer. Was the Kimura yeah. always your favorite submission technique? Not at all. Very good question. Yeah. Your game... Your, your jiu-jitsu game, I'm saying, goes through um, stages. And that stages pretty much adapt to your body type, I'm going to say. You and, the, and your changes in your body or whatnot. I used to walk around, Jamie. What's you, that? you had a vicious reputation for the high elbow guillotine, my friend. Yeah, High elbow vicious, guillotine. Yeah. Vicious reputation. I got a yeah yeah I, I, that that was my one of my main moves back in the day along with the rear naked choke yeah. you know what I mean yeah. and uh, both of those I rarely use now in my jujitsu right, game right. I, I'm Funny telling you right end. now I, I'm Funny. gonna say I don't remember the time I I in recent trainings I can't remember the last time I got either one of those <laughs> not that I don't have it in I no, can still it. you know what I mean I still have those in the arsenal yeah. but your game does adapt to your your body I'm I walk around a bigger dude now I'm walking around like. A little over two bills. I lost some weight too. I used to be even chubbier. But, you know, so it's like I have, you have a different, you, you, your game adapts to your body in a sense where I used to be walking around in the 160s, 170, 170, 175 the most when on my path to black belt and, and as a black belt, whatever, when I was in my uh, mid to 20s, whatever it is. And extremely flexible, strong, but just a lighter guy yeah. and just being able to like an impassable guard, very flexible. And when they're doing it, I'd snatch onto neck, come up, finish a lot with guillotines, take the back. But now as a bigger dude, I, it's, it's I get a, you know, I have a lot more in my arsenal and a different control of, uh, 
of of my of my body and stuff. It, it's weird. Like in other words, I lost some flexibility. I'm still very flexible, more flexible than you think. But man, if it's getting too hard for a guy who's passing my guard now, and I feel it's too strenuous, a lot of times I'll let them pass, but I'm in control of where they're looking to settle. So when they go to settle cross-eyed, I have smooth reversals that they finally pass, they go to settle, next thing you know, I'm on top. Next thing you know, I get an underhook and I'm on their back. So again, strategy-wise and technique-wise, especially finishing holds, change as you change, your body changes and whatever else. You yeah. know, even your endurance changes. I used to be able to keep that foot on the gas. I had a rapid fire, just ding, 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 ding. And I can't do that now. Does and is that a bad thing? No, it's just life, man. Eventually you're gonna start getting fucking tired in your forties. So you have to, especially when I change what I train without the timer, I uh you have to be smart and engage how much you of output you're gonna put on in out and and how much you're gonna keep that foot on the gas compared to playing defense and and whatnot. So again, man, I'm still rolling four or five days a week. I love it. And but the Kimura was not always my favorite move. It just is something I've been doing a lot lately, probably because I walk around two bills. Makes sense. Okay, that's a long winded thing, but no, no, it's a good. But I love jujitsu. What else? And last one from NJ Tim five oh nine. He is from a small town. Oh, he's a blue belt. I think he said he's wondering how can you tell a good jujitsu school. From a bad jujitsu school, especially when you don't have a lot of options. That, you know, he like, might hit me up on Instagram, and I apologize oh, okay. if that was him. Tell him, you know, I, I try to get back to a lot of people. You know what I mean, yeah. Jamie? I'm yeah. only, I'm just a man. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Uh, how do you know a good jujitsu? I well, listen, it's not that hard to kind of like track the lineage. Where I, I would find out. All right, this. All right, I'm going to this guy's school. I walk in. All right, I'm. You know. Find out about the background. It's a normal question. Right. Where, where, you know, what's your history? Where, where, you know, um, who was your instructor? And it's like the how many? It's like how far are they re, like removed? Like how many? How far are they removed from the tree? In other words, like with me, like not to not to brag, but you know, it goes the the Gracie family, Henzo Gracie, to me, to my students. You know what I mean? So it's like you know my even if I didn't. You know, have my accomplishments. Jamie, please don't even... And don't touch that when it's when I'm talking about my accomplishments. Holy shit, did I do a lot. Anyway, that's not the, that's not the fucking point. The point is, if they go, oh, who's this guy? Um, I don't I hate to do the third person thing. Oh, I'm going to join Sarah BJJ. I never heard of that. I must be under a rock. Never mind. So who's... Oh, Matt, Sarah, who do you train with? Oh, that's Master Hensel Gracie. Wait, didn't that family really just... Take jiu-jitsu to another level when that, they really made it Brazilian jiu-jitsu over in Brazil and they were fighting in the fucking Amazon? I don't know. But listen, you could track it's easy to track down the history. You yeah, know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So boom, boom, boom. And how many how many steps are they removed from the Gracie family? That's how I would look, personally. You know what I mean? Yeah. One of my students, Liz, was just is over in uh is over in um uh, London. Oh, where should I train? I go Hodger Gracie. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Are you talking about anyway. Well, what's so, something like practically like at your school? Like if you just walk in, say you don't train, say you don't look at the lineage, you walk in. What what are like good things that you'd want to see going well, on there? Th- versus this is, well, this is another thing that I this is something that that I stress as far as a school you're going to join, and this is what I talk about to my instructors. Uh, I don't listen. You could have the best. It, Atmosphere is as important as product. Not that I look at it as product, but it could be. I, I use that for all 
for almost any business. Yeah. You got the best pizzeria, best pizza in town. You go in there, the guy behind the counter is a total dick. I'm like, I'll fucking go somewhere else. Yeah. I'll get the second best pizza in town. Yeah, go yeah. fuck yourself. Yeah. Uh, same thing with jujitsu. You can walk in and have the best guys rolling on the island like I do. No, <laughs> but in Long <laughs> Island. Uh, or you can roll, walk into the Hensel Gracie Academy. Yeah. And, and, you know, if the guy behind the people, if the vibe there is not a good vibe, you're not going to be, it's not going to help you out. I, I mean, you might get some submissions, but it's not going to help you as a person. You go there, get a vibe for the place, see how everybody is. They don't have to be Hicks and Gracie behind the, on the mat, but if they have quality jujitsu and it's a good atmosphere, train there. Yeah, you know I, I feel mean? like exactly what Matt just said. It's not to, you know, it's supposed to make you. It's a tool to make your life better, right. and the people who represent that should immediately give you that sense like there's a humility that comes about what you what we do you know and there's a sense of welcoming because you want people to feel the same way you do about it and you want it to affect your life the way that it's affected your life and i know that matt feels that way i know that the people at the academy feel that way that's why we do what we do and it just so happens that we happen to be right in the epicenter of it and you don't need to be as long as you can you like matt said there's a there's um Humility there, and then there's a, there's a real sense of like we're not just making this up, right? Like we've been taught by people who know what they're doing. I think you can sense that, you know, as a person when you go in somewhere. Like, are these people arrogant, or are these people confident and welcoming? You know, that's a different an energy. I think when yeah. I'd walk in the class, and I, when I was coming up, I was lucky enough to have Henzo there all the time. Yeah. And man, what are you? And I'll be a little late or anything. Man, what are you? We're waiting for you, man. Get on the mat. It's just, it just his energy <laughs> yeah. was just so warm and tough when he had to be, but with in the right areas yeah. as far yeah. as training, yeah. you know. But uh, but the energy he gave off was as uh, was just as important as the technique, which yeah. was flawless. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love it. Yeah. I love the martial arts. Any other questions from our? UFC unfiltered uh, for friends. Uh, that's what we got for today. All but, right, uh, man. Good questions, though. I like they are good yeah. questions, and I and listen for the people on the uh, the Instagram stuff. I try to get back to a bunch of people, and I do. Jamie, I do. You do, but sometimes I don't. You know, but Matt, don't think I man, don't try to. You're a man of the people. I had Jamie. You said it there, but you said it the best right there. What did you say? You're a man of the people. Thank you so much, Jamie. Thanks for hanging out. Are you taking the train? Yes, sir. Do you want to go jump on the train with me? Hey, by the way, we're moving soon. We're moving this. We're not going to be here anymore. Really? Yeah, he told me that last week. Yeah, we'll, we'll be at a different location. Yeah, we'll figure that out off air because it's Exciting. boring for the audience. Yes. Everybody, thank you so much. I know you miss Jimmy, but thank you for spending this time with me and Jamie English and Chris. The fucking producer. <laughs> Much appreciated. All right, this weekend on Fox, eight o'clock p.m. Eddie Alvarez versus Dustin Poirier, co-main event, Aldo versus Stevens. I'm I, I so excited. I'll talk to everybody next week. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 
for 25 years. Nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all handpicked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois.